I want you to notice that all the great stories pretty much follow the same storyline. Things were once good. Then something awful happened. And now a great battle must be fought or a journey taken. At just the right moment, which feels like the last possible moment, a hero comes and sets things right. And life is found again. That's a quote by John Eldridge from the book Epic. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Alan Welchel, and this is the Wrestling with God podcast. Wanted to tell you thank you for tuning in, hitting that download button, clicking play. However you got here, I want to tell you thank you. I hope you're doing good. It's going to be a good show. This is part three of larger story and smaller story. And we're talking about the NWO. We're talking about 1996. And then this episode, talking about 1997 in WCW, some crazy things going on. Fun time to be a wrestling fan. In episode two, we left off with some suspicion um, had uh, around Sting, longtime WCW hero, popular face wrestler, the man called Sting. Colorful, flamboyant, muscular, heroic. All of a sudden, things didn't look like it was uh, the same sting, the same, uh, the same qualities that the man called Sting was known for. It looked like there was some funny stuff going on with him. It looked like he may be switching sides, turning on the his friends, his, his wrestlers, his his partners in WCW and joining the NWO. And it it it's funny. Uh thinking through the the larger story and thinking through the Bible, uh, thinking through our stories, uh, the betrayals, people not quite living up to our expectations, or quite frankly, not even not even close to what we thought some people were uh, supposed to be in our lives. Um, we we we've had. Already documented in in the previous episode, we've had Hulk Hogan turn bad, telling everybody they can stick it, and we've got uh, another long time good guy named Sting, where it looks like he's going down the same road, and it looks like he's. He's about to do the same thing to all the wrestling fans that Hulk Hogan did just a few months prior. 
And it ends up being a fake sting that the NWO comes out with. And it turns out that the fake sting was the one that was doing this stuff that people were accusing the real sting of pulling off. The uh, behind-the-scenes attacks on his old friend Lex Luger uh, doing, you know, pulling the shenanigans uh that people were accusing Sting of. And Sting got tired of it. He, you know, being, golly, this is over 20 years ago, so I'm kind of kind of fuzzy on some of the, the exactly the, the details of all this, but he got to the point where he ended up coming out on Monday Nitro. I want to say this was September 1996, so several, several weeks of this have been going on, suspicion, questioning of his character, things that looked like he did, but he really didn't do. And, you know, he got fed up with it. So he comes out, and he starts cutting a promo. And Sting doesn't even look at the camera. He's got his back turned to the camera. And he starts talking about how he was getting tired of being questioned and how he had been the longtime WCW guy. But what he says is I've carried the WCW banner. I've given my blood, my sweat, and my tears for WCW. So for all of those fans out there and all those wrestlers and people that never doubted the Stinger, I'll stand by you if you stand by me. But for all the people, all the commentators, all the wrestlers, and all the best friends who did doubt me, you can stick it. Does that sound familiar? Hulk Hogan said those same words at the Bash at the Beach in 1996, just a few months prior, when he turned on the wrestling, uh, the, the, the wrestling world and made his grand uh, introduction as Hollywood Hogan, he told all of us fans <laughs> that we can stick it, brother. And now here's Sting saying the same thing. You know, there's a little bit, little small little thing that, uh, in in our Christian lives that we do called agreements. <laughs> so here we got Sting making an agreement with the enemy. Oh, man, I don't want to go down that trail. That might be a future episode. So Sting says, from now on, I consider myself a free agent. But that doesn't mean that you won't see the Stinger. From time to time, I'm going to pop in when you least expect it. So here we got Sting. He's doing the same thing that Hulk Hogan does in turning his back on most people. Now, it wasn't quite as extreme as Hulk Hogan's was, but it was very important to the story. And like I said... I could spend a, an episode just on that alone, and we may we may break that down a little bit in a future episode because this is the Wrestling with Bog, with God podcast, <laughs> the Wrestling with Pod Godcast. There we go. Um, and that agreement stuff, oh man, is so important. Uh, that that may come back more than once. So Sting is echoing what Hulk Hogan said: the enemy. Hulk Hogan. Here's Sting 
echoing those, those words and those sentiments. And what this leads to is Sting going away for a while. And like you said, he'll come back from time to time. But meanwhile, after this particular night, when Sting talks about all this, the NWO is just getting stronger. They're having more people join them. They're having people that haven't been seen in wrestling for a while. Some that were affiliated with WWF at the time, just like the original three were. Big names. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Um, uh, golly, uh, it's, it's a long list, but uh, they just add more and more names and more and more wrestlers to their group, and they're just getting stronger. And meanwhile, WCW is suffering. And haven't talked too much about the smaller story because the larger story is so much more important. Um, but meanwhile, the, what I would consider the smaller story in all this is what what is the undercard of WCW at that time. And um, it's definitely, you know, gets kind of brought into the NWO versus WCW storyline from time to time. But from what I remember, it's kind of like it was two different shows. You had guys like uh, a young Chris Jericho and uh, Dean Malenko. And um, you got the luchadors like Ray Mysterio that I mentioned last episode. You got these guys, uh, they're just kind of wrestling their matches. They're not really getting involved in all the big stuff going on with, granted, they're more bigger names in, in the company at the time. They're not getting involved in the NWO versus WCW storyline. They're just kind of doing their thing, taking care of their little matches. They may have a little championship match involved at some point, but they, uh, they're kind of doing their thing, and that's kind of like us. We're working our jobs, paying our bills, getting our kids to school, making sure everything's... Uh, Hopefully making sure everything's taken care of like it should be and our affairs are kept in order and, you know, we're being responsible adults and doing what we're supposed to be doing and even going to church, volunteering, taking part, maybe growing a little bit. These wrestlers, they might win win a big match or two, but not not really going... uh, they're not going to be a big part of the show, playing it small. You know, here we are. We we get caught up in the mundane part of life. We get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, the the stresses of, you know, do I have enough money to pay for this, uh, pay this car payment, or, you know, we're going to be able to save up to go on a beach trip or, you know, trying to get out of debt. Following Dave Ramsey, playing, you know, we get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, and you know, while it is important, of course, but it's it's not what's the most important part of our lives, and that leads me back to the larger story. We're caught up in a kingdom, or we're in in a kingdom, the kingdom of God. We're in a a battle, a battle of good and evil. We're involved 
in a spiritual war. There's different theologies, different ideas about just how this warfare takes place. But just like me trying to get to record this podcast, it wasn't easy to get to this point. It hasn't been easy for me to get past some of my my wounding, my 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 limitations. And while that's on me, where the enemy comes in is he's prodding, prodding this part of me that lives small. He's prodding this part of me that is afraid to follow God in trying to make a podcast. So I get caught up in the smaller story stuff, but I'm sticking with it because I feel like there's a purpose to it. I feel like he's leading me to this because he can he can use this in whatever way, small or big. But I'm talking about the larger story here. And you're in the larger story with me. And we've got a hero named Jesus. And I talked about our hero, our Savior, and his wrestling match in an earlier episode, so I'm not going to spend much time there. And obviously, <laughs> he's so important. But I wanted to I wanted to wrap this up, so I'm going back to the hero of the story of the NWO versus WCW. And that is where Sting comes back into play because he gets hurt. He gets uh, betrayed by people that supported him. Maybe you've been there. Uh, I've been there. Uh, Maybe people let you down. Maybe people thought something about you that wasn't true. Just like Sting. Maybe you saw something about yourself that wasn't true because other people started saying it was true. Just like Sting. Maybe you turned your back on somebody after they turned their back on you. But that doesn't have to be the end. Praise God. Praise God. That doesn't have to be the end of the story. As far as Steen goes, a little bit of time went on after he told everybody that as long as they support him, he'll support them. And, you know, they hadn't seen the last of Stinger and anybody that don't support him, they can stick it. After a little while, maybe maybe months, I can't remember, he started showing up, and he looked different. And also, he was showing up in a little different place. He wasn't involved so much in the actual wrestling show. He was watching it from a distance. He pulled himself away from the thing that he was a part of from the story that he was a part of, the battles he was a part of, and he started watching it from afar. (laughs) I've done that. 
goodness, I've done that. Um, he started showing up in the rafters. And all of a sudden, his hair was getting a little longer. His appearance wasn't as colorful. Matter of fact, it was plain dark. It was a different side of Sting. It was like a, a dark side to Sting. And, you know, the long story short, there was a lot, a lot of speculation of, okay, whose side is he really on? Is he on the NWO side or is he on the WCW side? Is he the hero that we thought he was? And for the longest time, he would make appearances watching from the rafters of these big arenas that these wrestling shows were held in, and he was just looking. And obviously, you know, the wrestlers, they'd look back up at him, and some of them would taunt him. Some of them, some of the NWO guys were trying to get him to come down and join them. And, you know, all this went on for a period of time. And based on my my best research, uh, 1996 and all those events led to an event in March of 1997. Matter of fact, it was in Charleston, South Carolina. Uncensored pay-per-view. The show was called Uncensored. Uh, Sting had watched enough. He had seen the NWO wreak havoc on people that he may have had, but have turned their back a little bit on him and suspect him of things that he didn't do, but they were still his friends. And he watched the NWO wreak havoc for months on the whole wrestling company called WCW. And he watched from afar for long enough. And it was at the point of the pay-per-view at the end of the show the NWO had their big victory in some triple threat match against Team WCW again for control of part of the the shows from week to week. And uh, the NBA player, Dennis Robin, he was in this scene. And they were having their big celebration in the ring and they were all, I mean, by this time, the NWO was a huge group. It turned from three into, I want to say it's probably a dozen or more guys involved in the WCW or in the NWO at this point. And Sting had finally seen enough after watching from afar. He did one of the coolest things that he did many times during the course of this, this story. He repelled from the top of the arena down into the middle of the ring. And sometimes he'd repel down to the outside of the ring, but he would come down. And I mean, you just don't see this, these kinds of stunts that often in, in wrestling shows. Um, but it was so cool. It was just, it was like a superhero coming down from the top, entering into the fray. And the NWO, they were just surprised that, you know, they thought their night was finished and they were going going to celebrate their big victory and all this. Well, Scott Hall, if I remember right, he was the first one to get in the ring 
to confront Sting, and all of a sudden Sting pulls out a baseball bat, and he starts taking out the NWO one by one. And he made his declaration that night in a physical manner that he was not the man the NWO thought he was. He was a hero. And he was a hero for the good side. Now, my memory fails me. I couldn't quite find it in the research, the details that led up to this point of just how you know this may have been built to this point where he did make his true uh true colors known here but we got to remember just because the story looks bleak doesn't mean it's over just because some things may end up being true doesn't mean that that's how it's always got to be just because we may pull away, just because we may end up letting some stuff get to us more than it should, that doesn't mean that it's over. So Steen enters the fray. Steen comes back, whoops up on the NWO. This was in March. By the end the March of 1997, by the end of the year, we're getting to Starcade 1997, the big show for WCW. The big pay-per-view, the big event. We're finally getting to this big showdown. And it involves the World Heavyweight Championship for the company, the most important prize of it all for that company. And the belt is on Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the bad guy of all bad guys at this point, the the uh, the ringleader of the NWO, the one who's, who's uh, leading the charge against WCW, wreaking havoc you know on on all of the shows and starting to basically turn WCW into NWO all a part of the storyline of course but we get to the point where Steen the man called Steen finally gets his match with Hollywood Hulk Hogan and we get to the point where there's another wrestler involved and this is a whole other story but this is another guy that was recently involved in WWF in late 1997, but he makes an appearance for the first time in the December show, in the December uh, pay-per-view Starcade. And it's a man named Bret Hart. And from the outset, he looks like he's on the WCW side of things not the NWO side with some of these other WWF uh, alumni, I'll put it that way, that's in the NWO now. So we got Sting and we got Hulk Hogan having their big match. And at the end of the match, Hulk Hogan ends up getting the victory. And this is... 
from more research here recently, this is the match that uh, I didn't get to see live. Wasn't able to follow much of the behind-the-scenes stuff like uh, is easily accessible these days. But it turns out there was a whole lot of drama going on behind the scenes leading up to just how this match was going to go and how the end of this match specifically was going to play out. But what it led to was Hulk Hogan beating Sting one, two, three. But before the final bell was told, at the very last second, Bret Hart, the recent man coming from WWF into WCW, he stops the bell from being rang at the end of the match, declaring Hulk Hogan the winner. And he ends up restarting the match himself because somehow, and this is where some some people get hung up on this little detail, he was a special referee earlier in the night. So uh, apparently he had referee privileges uh, and he used them in this last match. And he didn't like the shenanigans and the, the, the bad guy tactics that Hulk Hogan used in order to beat Sting for the for the win in that match. So he restarts the match. And Sting, the man that went through this whole journey, that went through this character change, that went from being the colorful, flamboyant, popular hero to the rejected, betrayed, dark onlooker he ends up getting the victory over the man who was the enemy the whole time Hulk Hogan lost the championship lost the match to Sting with the aid of a man who was in a similar deal that Hulk Hogan and Hall and Nash had been, that had ties to the old company. But instead of turning heel and turning bad, Bret Hart assisted the one who was the good guy all along. Sting. It didn't look like it. Just like it doesn't always look like that we may have what it takes. It didn't look like Sting had what it takes for a period of time. We may end up looking like that from time to time. We may end up falling short. We may end up having to pull away. We may be in a place that we can't engage like we want to. We may need some healing. We may need some development. But in order to become the men and women we're supposed to be, just like Sting, we've got to reach the point of trusting God, of getting back into that larger story, getting out of the small story living, living for things that are temporary, things that we can see, whether it's money, whether it's status, whether it's a title, 
We've got to enter in to the advancement of the kingdom. Is it fun? Maybe sometimes. Maybe sometimes not. Is it challenging? Yeah. Is it necessary? Absolutely. So I just wanted to challenge you, you and me. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. You may already be doing things to advance his kingdom. Praise God for you. There may be something else he's calling you to do that may be a little bit more of an extension of what's already being done. It's fine to play it safe. Many people do and get away with it every day. But we all have a greater destiny, a greater purpose. And yes, that can bring earthly rewards, but more importantly, it's going to have kingdom rewards attached to it. We may not see that kind of stuff on this side of things. But, good Lord, there's always, always a greater plan. There's always a larger story. And I thank the Lord, God the Father, I thank Him that He has included me and hopefully you. And I, I'll put it this way. He's always trying to get us involved. It's up to us to how far we're willing to go, to how much we're willing to get off the sidelines, to come out of those rafters, to rappel down into the fray. And all of this I'm talking about, it's all specific to the individual. And if you're hearing me, you may very well know exactly what God's calling you to do. And if not, I identify with you. If not, I know exactly how you feel. Here I am recording this Wrestling With God podcast after years of trying to figure out what I had in me. After years of figuring, of trying to, trying to just put a finger on what do I have to offer. God's put something in you and me. He's put the kingdom. And if we follow Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom. All these things shall be added unto you. And I'm going to leave it with a quote. I believe this was from Gary Barkalow. A calling on your life is to bring the glory of your life into the world around you. That's your strength. That's your beauty. That's your brilliance. The place where you have authority. God wants you to introduce that, if you haven't already, 
to the world around you. So I just want to challenge you, want to encourage you. You have got what it takes. You've got everything in Christ. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you. This is our longest episode yet. But man, I think it's important. God bless you. I appreciate you. Don't forget, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Still working on some of that. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I'll have a little bit out there. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed being able to share what God shared with me. I hope you have a blessed day, a blessed week. Man, it's only going to get better. (laughs) Take care. God bless you.